Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian, hey, Dad, and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, <clears throat> excuse me, at uh, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive through over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie. Be a little odd if Brupolo was in Mabin. <laughs> that's a wood. Nobody would know what to do that's, there. That's around my stomping grounds these days, Brian. That's Falk territory, but you know, it, Bru- it, Bru- well, it, it's it's Donald Lee and Jonathan Banks territory first and foremost, but true. they allow me to step on it from time to time. That's true. That's true. So, well, wherever you are in our great state, if you're looking for great coffee, all you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. You can order it for shipping. They'll bring it right to your door whatever kind of coffee machine is sitting on your counter they got you taken care of it strange brew coffee house college corner collegecornerstore.com that's the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else you can only find it at college corner they have the biggest and best selection of it in central mississippi whatever you're looking for maroon and white for your house for your car for your tailgate or just obviously just to put on your back they got you covered at college corner two locations in the jackson area they're original by fleet feet they're flowed by the half shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starville's best Mexican restaurant. It's Taco Tuesday today at Humble Taco, but every day is Taco Tuesday because they have the best tacos in town. Tacos you can't get anywhere else. In any, any other Mexican restaurant you're going to, it's the same tacos everywhere. Everybody's got the same menu. They just give you a little this, this different, this, different, that. When you want something that's completely different, but, but it's also familiar because it's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, that's when you're going to Humble Taco. Head over there today, enjoy some tacos you can't get anywhere else, only at Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs for lunch sounds like a great idea. Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. It'll be ready within minutes. And when it's ordered, you're picking up not only a sandwich, but great a great number of reward points every time you order. Don't forget, if you're looking to tailgate this weekend or if you're having a party at the house, a party platter from Firehouse Subs is always a welcome addition. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk. Brian, hey, Dad. Have you, do you like popcorn? I do like popcorn. Hold on. Okay, we're not in the same room, so this will be okay. Yeah, I like popcorn. What, what, what's the, what does that mean? I'll tell you after you tell me. Okay. Um, <clears throat> for the last 24 hours, I've been trying to get kernels out of my gums. Oh, yeah. That's always a problem. Yeah. You know, like I like last night, I flossed a couple out. There was one somehow like hidden somewhere in my gums that finally just came They'll out. Get in there, yeah. 
I mean, what what is what is that sorcery? I don't know, man. They, why can't they we just in there like an good, Alabama tick? Why can't we just enjoy good buttery, salty popcorn without I any? I, I just don't understand. But right. so if our our friend Russ Nelson, one of our most diehard listeners, if he's listening, he giggled at the popcorn reference. One of our favorite pranks to do on people. It's not really a prank, but it, it is at the same time. Is when you let one rip, you say. Hey, do you smell popcorn? And invariably, people will be like, and then you got them. You got them. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a brutal prank because it's it's just like an automatic genetic response to the question: Do you smell popcorn? Does it take a big breath? And so then, did you just do that? N- no, no, I, no, 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 no. But like I said, if somebody, if I'm in the room with somebody, and if they like, if they say, "Do you like popcorn?" or they ask, "Do you smell popcorn?" I'm walking away. I bet you guys just like constantly it's badgered each other with stuff. It's a battle when <laughs> we hang out. Just like who who can get you? And it's never we never like go so far. Like you see these people who are like, "Hey, for a prank today, I'm going to throw my friend's car. I'm going to drive my friend's car into the ocean." You know, we don't ever go that far, but we have been. <laughs> but, known, oh, but like the next level, the the, the, the next level down, the <laughs> subtle pranks make them you know do something to them. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm the king did, of when you're in the shower of, of running to go get a, a bucket of ice and throwing it oh, in Oh, yeah. We used to do that it. all the time at church camp. Oh, love that was the that. go-to. And, and, love, love uh, to do it. I saw, I saw Steven the other day. I told you at LSU. Yeah, so yeah. I, got, I told him. I, I had to know what y'all were giggling at on the podcast the other day. Uh-huh. I think you mentioned a little bit about it, but apparently all the brothers were, like, pulling their shirts up and showing yeah, their we, stomach. There were some man, there were some man, uh, some Mickelsons involved. Yeah, some, uh, some, some man cleavage. We'll see. <laughs> not mine. No, not mine. I didn't, I didn't show off, but it was, it was something. Those, those Augustinelli's, man, they are a crazy bunch. It's a crazy right. bunch. They're crazy guys. Uh, <laughs> you talked to Mike Leach, along with the rest of the media, on, um, on Monday. It felt like a. This was the most message boardy of any press conference I've ever seen. So a lot of the topics that were on the message boards came to the press conference: player rotation, uh, frustrations, uh, extra points, and it felt like some of his answers were right out of out of the message board playbook. They were sarcastic, or they didn't really tell you anything. Yes, and people were not happy. No, people were not happy at all, and this. You you can rest assured when Mississippi State loses a game, the message boards will be aflame. Um, Luckily, that's not going to be this weekend. I mean, uh, we've had everything from you know Mike Leach should uh, who's going to be the next coach to you know he's never they, they they'll win one more game to this and that. I mean, it's just been wild. But yes, people were not happy with his response about Tulu Griffin, and I understand it. I understand mm-hmm. people being upset about it. He's he was asked by Steve, um, is it a, is there a possibility to get Ra Ra Thomas and Tulu on the field at the same time? Because they are probably your best playmakers from a wide receiver perspective. Mm-hmm. And right now they're playing the same position and it's keeping them from both being on the field at the same time. And basically his response was, you know, maybe, but not really, because you know, you have ducking on the other side and 
basically the whole thing was, you know, when Tulu's not leaving that spot. So it's hard to get him in Ra Rai out there at the same time in ducking. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it was not taken very well by some of the people on the message board. Right. Let's um, read. I'll read the exact quote here. This is from 24 seven. Um, question Ra Ra and Tulu play the same position and are explosive. Any way to get them on the field at the same time? Leech. Well, maybe. I'm not going to clear my throat. It won't be an actual quote here. Well. <laughs> the thing is, one of the reasons they're explosive is they know what they're doing where they're at, so the execution level is higher. Some, it's just a sequence of when they got there. Six months ago, no one knew who Ra-Ra was. Well, that's not true, Coach. I knew who Ra-Ra Thomas was. We, we all knew who he was. Yeah. And Ducking is on the other side. Do you play him or the other two? Ducking has had some good games. I didn't think he played particularly well this last game, but he's had some good games. He definitely brings some things to the table there. We have to balance where we're going to sit him down or something like that. To have a guy go over there, it's going to take several weeks to iron out, which that, that, that last sentence kind of bothers me because all I ever hear is about this. It's supposed to be an easy offense to, to grasp. It feels like a, a simple position change. You're just flipping the field, basically. Yeah, what are we talking about here? And I'll be honest with you. If, if Mike Leach is asking Brian, hey, Dad, what would you do? I'd be like, well, you're going to sit Caleb Ducking. Because I want to have Ra Ra Thomas and Tulu Griffin on the field at the same time. I feel like that's an easy answer. I'm well, so if he's right. asking, if he's asking either one of us, I think it's going to be mm-hmm. move him inside. Well, there's that too. That seems like a that he didn't. That's not even part of the answer. Like he talks about maybe you know what do you do with ducking? So he's like entertaining that's, that's not the even idea. A, that's yeah, even inter- a possibility. He's entertaining the idea of duck of Tulu being the other outside receiver, but there's nothing being entertained about the idea of him moving inside. Which is his natural position. You and I, well, I say you and I, I said last year, I said I would move him to running back. I would turn him into a Darren Sproles style running back. Hit some big plays out of there, hit, hit him out of the backfield on the swing passes, on screens, and all sorts of things, and do whatever I had to do to get the ball into his hands. This is a this is a real problem though for Mississippi State. Is that between Ra Ra, between Tulu, those are your two best playmakers, and they're 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 getting the ball at best. This season, what, five, six times in a game? Tulu needs double-digit touches. He really does. And there, But there's no way to get him that unless you're just going to tell Rodgers, throw to him every play. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, the wheel's going to have to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't want to put 100% of the blame on Mike Leach because it's not like Mike Leach is going out there and saying, do not throw five the ball. Right. Uh, so there's got to be more conscious effort to get him the ball. And I haven't watched his routes or anything like that. Is he getting open? I mean, I imagine he's open several times a game uh, to a point where you could probably get him the ball. But, yeah, you got to find a way. If if that's an issue for him to get open on the outside, mm-hmm. he needs to be inside. Right. If it's, and, If you're having difficulties getting open at that spot, then he needs to be somewhere else. Or if you know if he can't run the routes correctly, then put him in motion and hand the ball off to him. It's, but he's got to get the ball more than he is, and he's got to get it in space. That's it, why the, it's the more only than thing, just it's more than ahead. just uh, you know he's got to get open. What you're saying is correct. You've got to when you have a guy that is a playmaker, you have to design plays for him. You have to sit down with your coaches and say, okay, we've got to get five the ball. How can we do that? All right, well, we can do this and we can do this and we can do this. And you come up with a couple of packages and you just you install them 
and you go from there. And it doesn't have to be anything overly complicated. It can be very simple stuff. And of course, you set up a couple of decoy plays where you send him in motion, and sometimes he gets the ball, and then sometimes he doesn't, and you, maybe somebody else will be open because you, you, they they bought the fake. But you've got to do that. This, that is what great coaches do. Nick Saban got Devontae Smith the ball. Uh, you know, uh, Lane Kiffin got Elijah Moore the ball, um, and so on and so forth. Whoever your best playmaker is, he's got to have the ball in his hands the most times in the game. Ra Ra, I think that's go ahead. That feels like the biggest hang up for Leach is that it's not about making a point to get your best playmaker the ball. It's kind of like the offense is the offense and all these players. It is, this is how it seems to me on the surface. All these players are just figures in the offense. They're not individuals that do certain things well. Uh, it's just you do your job here, and the quarterback will get whoever is open the ball. And I think there should be, there probably should be a little more emphasis on making sure that some of your best guys get it. Uh, Ra Ra Thomas is averaging 15 yards a catch. Tulu's averaging 12. That's one and two on your most explosive players. Mm-hmm. Ten catches for 120 for, for, for Tulu. And the last two games, two catches for 28 against Arizona, three for 32 against LSU. Um, he had five for 60. So they, he did get the ball a little more against, against Memphis. But um, it's just it's, it just feels like not enough, Brian. I mean yeah. – no, you're, no, you're, you're right. not going right. to get. You're not going to. I mean, it's great that he's getting kick returns. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that is one area where Mike Leach nailed it. We're going to get Tulu returning kicks because he is the the idiots that didn't vote this guy in the All SEC for no for idea returning. what they're thinking. Yeah. Unbelievable. Four returns now for 131 yards, averaging 33 yards of return, and he should have had an 80 yard return the other night. Mm-hmm. But so they got that. But he's not going to get that many chances. He's only returned four. The yeah. entire year in three games, they're not going to get him. They're not going to let him get the ball much. So, if that's the case, I mean, he can't be touching the ball two times a game, Brian. It, no, it can't happen. They they got to figure it out. Yeah, and then because the Mississippi State is, Mississippi State doesn't have a ton of elite athletes out on the field mm-hmm. to go up against. But Tula Griffin is a player that against anybody in the country can make a play happen and that there's very few of those guys on Mississippi State's team that can take a play and turn it from a five-yard pass into an 80-yard pass. There's not that many guys on this team that can do that. He's one that can. The other guy we're not mentioning, but we talked about him yesterday, is Jaden Wally. And I would like to see this weekend Wally get that Kayshawn booty treatment in that I want the first two or three. I want him out there on the field in the first two to three passes to go to him and see if you can't get the engine started with him. We know yeah. what he's capable of. We've seen him make plays. We know that he can do a lot with the football in his hands. State has got to find a way to get these guys uh, involved in the offense. Otherwise, it's just going to be like this every week. You have you you like you said a minute ago. You have you have a, a good solid top to bottom wide receiver room. You got a mm-hmm. lot of different guys in there who can fill a lot of different roles, but your top guys have got to get the ball in their hands, and it's got to be more than just, all right, we're calling plays, and if you're open, you'll get the ball. 
There has to be plays designed for Tulu Griffin to get the ball. Ra-Ra and Jaden are a little different. I- I'm okay with them just getting their catches in the flow of the offense. Tulu needs to be a guy that you're force-feeding the ball on short passes that he can maybe make a man miss and, and get, a, get a big play on, some screens. And then the idea of, of jet sweeps and, and, and swing passes to him, it's, this is, you know, frustrating has been our word the past couple of days, right, going back to Saturday night. This is what's frustrating to me, is that an offensive head coach is given a great playmaker and, and can't find ways to scheme him to get the ball. That's something that is, it's, it's almost unheard of. It's almost unheard of. And I'll be honest with you, if we're looking ahead to the end of the season, I mean, if you're Tula Griffin or you're Jaden Wally and you know what you're capable of, are you going to stick around? It's going to be tougher to to convince those guys. And I, I mean, I think you will have some guys in the wide receiver room leave because there's not – I mean, it's just hard to get them all on the field and get them all uh, receptions. But, yeah, I mean, I think you have to show these guys that they're important to this offense and not just, you know, two or three catches a game. And, you know, like I said, I haven't watched the film on on Tulu. I haven't haven't just sat there and watched him. Right. Is he getting open and everything? There might be something beyond just not getting in the ball. I mean, he might just not be open. But – Right. Like I said, if that is the case, you can still get him the ball, right? In some form or fashion, it and, doesn't have to be a it doesn't have to be a twenty yard pass down the field. It doesn't have to be even the crossing patterns if that's covered up. Mm. You can you can literally put the ball in his hands. You can literally yeah. hand the ball off to him. The other there's got to be something. There's got to be something else that they can add well, to this well, offense. Part of the problem is, I think, is where you're playing him. You're talking about a guy who's five eight five nine playing out there at, at, at those wide positions, he's getting swallowed up by bigger cornerbacks, right? Most cornerbacks in the SEC are six foot, six one nowadays. And so there's just, no doubt that that is, that is bodying where the problem him lies. up. He That's needs where the problem to be in the, in the slot where he's up against nickelbacks who are more his size. And he's got the speed to beat those guys. And also putting him in the slot means occasionally you might get him, you might really get a mismatch and have him matched up with a linebacker, and now all of a sudden you've really got something cooking because if he can make that guy miss, maybe there's a, a big hold that he can take advantage of. Yeah, these are simple little things, and my and here's this is this is again the the word frustrating. The frustrating part to me is, you know, Mike Leach knows this stuff. I mean, we're not telling him anything. We're not we're not breaking. No, he's a smart here. guy. Yeah, I, but but he won't. He just he's just going to do it. I just feel like you know he's just stubborn for the for the fact of being stubborn. Like, he's just – he doesn't want anybody to tell him what to do. He doesn't want anybody to tell him this isn't working. He just – Sounds familiar. He's going to run his stuff, and that's it. it. Go ahead and say it. You say it. I always say it. You say it. What, what am I going to say? You A coach would – A great coach would uh, – a, a bad coach – I'm not saying Mike Lee's a bad would coach. Rather, would rather. rather lose his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I get somebody it. else. It's it's and it's, that's and and that's painful. I mean, his this guy is a literal genius. He is a literal genius. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Mm-hmm. He has found coaches his entire career that have become some of the greatest offensive coaches in the game. There are some of his concepts being run in the NFL in every ball game that you watch. Right. 
there are coaches around the country that are playing for, contending for national championships, conference championships. He has, in my opinion, I haven't done the research, he has the second greatest coaching tree in college football right now. And he stays around eight wins, nine wins Mm -hmm. because of these things, because he won't adapt his offense to the current game. Right. He can talk about, you know, the concepts in the NFL and all that stuff all he wants to, but there's so much more that this could be. And that's what makes it frustrating that he hasn't been able to um, be better than he is. I I feel like there's so much more meat on the Mike Leach bone. Yeah. This guy could be a national championship coach. Especially here where he's got the defensive players that if he can run quality offense, he's going to win a lot of games. But, I mean, just think about last year, Brian. We've we talked about this ad nauseum. Mississippi State wins seven games last year. Mm-hmm. Could have easily won ten. Easily. And his in year two. Mm-hmm. That's year two for Mike Leach with a quarter with a three star quarterback that was like twentieth in the state yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Will Rogers and a lot of players that haven't had a lot of experience, a lot of players that were that were three star athletes. And he could have won 10 games last year. Every, it, almost every loss so far in the last two years has been because Mississippi State did something to themselves. They're holding themselves back. And that's what's frustrating about it. This team, this program could be so much bigger than what it is. So, I mean, at some point, there's, there has to be some kind of – and I, I don't want to make it seem as dire as it actually is. I think this team's still good. Mm-hmm. But there's just so much more there that can happen for this team, right? And I, you know, I just feel like at some point there's got to be some kind of come to Jesus is, or something. Is this what I? Is this what I? I think you and I are on the same page here. It feels like small things would lead to big rewards. Absolutely. Like these are these are not. We're not asking Mike Leach to move to the wishbone. No. We're not saying that that that, that Rogers should only throw it 15, 20 times a game. We're saying move a guy from outside to the slot and come up with some plays to get him the ball more often. That's what run we're a saying. little run a little read option. Yeah, some just yeah, a add, little add, you know, add some wrinkles. Totally honest. I would like to see a, a little wildcat with Tulu as well. I think he'd be wouldn't hurt. You know, you know, and I like I, I'm still not fully on board with the, the Tulu to running back thing, just because I don't know if the running lanes would be there with this offensive line. But, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to force-feed him the ball somehow mm-hmm. and see what happens. Because he's a guy that's not going to go down easily either. I mean, he'll bounce off of guys. He'll, you know, some guy, he'll slip out of a tackle. That's, you just have a guy out there that's probably one of the most electric players in the SEC, and we're not seeing him. And, I mean, at some point, people are going to start clamoring for uh, Xavion Thomas the same way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, we, haven't we haven't even mentioned him, but uh, never mind what he, he continues to. What I've seen right now is enough to say he needs to get on the field. But guess where he is? He's at the Z behind Ducky, yeah. another guy who looks like an obvious slot guy. Playing. I don't understand it. I, I really don't. I, it, I really don't understand it. It's going to be I, an issue this whole season. There's just no. There's no getting around that. So we'll see. We'll see where it takes Mississippi State. But you know what? If, if Mississippi State's problem. winning games, that's all Nobody that matters. Cares. Nobody cares if they're winning. But th- because but th- this is the problem. When, when you lose, winning masks these issues. When you lose, 
Right. You start people start going on the message board. Mm-hmm. This is why we can't win games. Will mm-hmm. Rogers can't throw the ball twenty yards down the field consistently. That's right. Lose Griffin is on the outside. You're not getting him the ball. We do this and this. So this is what happens when you lose games. Nobody talks about that stuff when you're winning. But th- this comes with the territory. No, you're right. And it's simple things, right. like you said, that you could probably fix, and this probably leads to wins. Small changes lead to big rewards. That's that's a that's our that's our new philosophy here on, on Thunder and Lightning. All right, let's move on into our SEC picks. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Beef is always a great choice whenever you're cooking, not only on the weekends when we're talking about doing the big cookouts and things like that of tailgates, but just every night at home, man. A pound of ground beef might be the most versatile ingredient in the kitchen. You can do so many great things with it. I'm doing beef tonight. Emily said she wanted tacos. No problem. Let's do it. Ground beef and go from the white people taco night. I get the taco shells from the grocery store. Anyway, long story short, when you've got beef, you've got a great meal ready to happen. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern Soul Food Saturday night or Saturday afternoon when the game ends. Make a beeline straight from Davis Wade Stadium over to Two Brothers. Grab a seat, grab a, get a great look at all the big screen TVs in there and watch the games. And then, of course, eat some fantastic food. Making your Saturday better with smoked wings, tacos, sandwiches, and everything else. They've got good at Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. They make it really simple for you at Advantage Business Systems. They give you great products, and they back it up with great service. And I know every business promises that, but not every business has been around for 47 years to to show you that they know what they're talking about. So when you need new technology for your business, a copier, a printer, you need laptops, computers for your sales force, whatever it is, you call Advantage Business Systems, and they back every sale they make up with incredible service, the kind you would expect to get from your next door neighbor, which is what they are. They're a Mississippi business just like you. Number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Feeling held hostage by the three-stripe life? No more, says the Rogue. Their collegiate collection has some of the best-looking polos and quarter zips I've seen, and they've got the logos that you fans have been clamoring for. You say you don't want the banner M? The tyranny! Of the banner M, we're out with that. We've got the M over S. We've got the state script. We've got the walking bully. And we've got a lot of other great designs as well. And if you're listening and you're an Ole Miss fan, an LSU fan, a USM fan, or a Saints fan, they've got polos for you as well. No Steelers gear as of yet, Robbie, but I'll see what I can do for you. I'll see if I can Please make do. it. I'll see what I can do. I got, I, I'm making new friends all the time down there at the Rogue. They want to be your friend. They want to be your Men's Clothing Supplier, one of the most trusted names in men's clothing in the entire Southeast. That's The Rogue in Jackson. Visit them at therogue.com or visit them on at Instagram, the Rogue JXN. Still nothing to separate us here in our SEC picks. We're both playing ultra conservative. Nobody wants to be the one to screw it up and make the wrong pick. All right, let's see if this is the week, Robbie, where we change things up. Obviously, a bunch of games we're not going to disagree on. I think there's only three that we need to talk about, so let's just go through these real quick. We'll both take Georgia to beat Kent State. What's that, Robbie? You want to take Kent State? What? Okay, no problem. (laughs) Uh, Uh, We'll both take Ole Miss to beat Tulsa in the Bunky Perkins Bowl. 
We'll take yes. Kentucky to beat Northern Illinois. Um, we'll take Alabama to beat Vanderbilt, LSU to beat New Mexico, and South Carolina to beat Charlotte. Correct? That sounds good to me. Right. I don't think I have any reservations on any of those. All right, let's jump into the three games that remain then. Uh, we'll start uh, with an God, 11 what a, what a bad week. Not a great week. Well, Not a great week. Only have three games? Those are the weeks, though, sometimes something pops up. I'm just saying, something, something might pop up. I, I don't know. I'm trying to see where it might be. Maybe Charlotte gets a hold of South Carolina. Maybe Tulsa comes in. I don't know. All right, we'll see. Yeah, you never know. Missouri heads down to take on a battered and broken Auburn team. If you were looking at the betting line, I would take Missouri. They're a seven-and-a-half-point underdog. I would definitely take seven-and-a-half points. If, if I can get them right now, the way Auburn's playing. I feel like if this game goes Auburn's way, it's going to be close. I can't. Pull the trigger. I don't know how to. These teams both suck. They do both suck. I'm, I'm going to give Auburn the benefit of the doubt being at home because Missouri is Missouri's bad, too. But, I mean, 11 a.m., you know, it's going to be a bad crowd. Sleepy crowd. Mm-hmm. Dangerous game here. Dangerous game. Yeah. You taking Auburn? I, I think I'm gonna go Auburn just because I you know, I I I picked Missouri, I think, after I picked uh Kansas State mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. I picked Missouri on our jeans page thing. Mm-hmm. Should have never done that. Right. I, I I won't put any trust in them ever again after how terrible they were at Kansas State. Right. I'm gonna you, go with Auburn. I'm pulling the trigger. I'm gonna go Missouri. Oh, here we go. Let's do, this. Let's do this. I'm getting in. Finally, a little division here. Yeah, I, I don't have it. I think Auburn is on the way down, man. I think it's over. We'll see. All if right. they lose this game, they're, they're fire about him. to crash and burn. They'll, they'll fire him on, on, on Sunday. Oh, All my right. God, dude. What a disaster they're heading I know. For. I know. Uh, 230 game. You know, there was a time in my life where this was the biggest game in the SEC every year. Glad to see it back in a little bit of national prominence now. Number 20, Florida travels to number 11, Tennessee. The Vols are cooking on offense. Since he became the starter, Hendon Hooker, 42 touchdowns, two picks. Ooh. I mean, he is, he is, he's good. That's a good quarter. He's turned and I, I doubted him. I yeah. doubted him a little bit. But he's turning in the corner here. Well, I doubted Heupel, too. And he's he's done a fantastic job, I think. Well, I think we'll we'll probably yeah, both think, be Tennessee here, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Florida is 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 not good. They're not, not the, they should have lost Saturday. Yeah. If they if South Florida had some special teams. Yeah. And the last one on ESPN, six o'clock kickoff from Jerry World, number 10, Arkansas. Number 23, Texas A&M. I saw nothing from A&M this past weekend that makes me think they're you – know, I'm, cons- I'm still convinced they're going to come to Starkville and lose next weekend. They cannot move the football. I feel like K.J. Jefferson will be able to run the football on that A&M defense. I'll take the Razorbacks to win this one. This has been a game that even when Arkansas stunk, mm-hmm. they were usually in this game. They were in the game, but but – a and M. I think last year was the first year they won, right? I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, but A and M, for some reason, you know, when teams get real physical with them, they just kind of yeah, they don't they like kinda, it. They don't like physicality. They kind of shy away from it, from what I can tell. So I, I think Arkansas is going to get physical with them up front. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some talented guys on the defensive line, but I think all, Arkansas is going to win that battle on the offensive line. They're mm-hmm. going to. 
Um, I think they'll dictate the the pace of the game with their running game. Yeah, and I think Arkansas wins this. All right. So the only difference this week is Missouri Auburn. I have the Tigers, and you have the Tigers. Yes. All right then. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings. You know what that means, Robbie. If you want to fire off a tweet, we will get our questions in, and we will be happy to answer them. Uh, and then Thursday and Friday, we'll go a little deeper, not only into Bowling Green, but into this Mississippi State team. We may talk some baseball this week, too. You know, Fall ball has started. We're starting to see some stuff. If you haven't listened, to, Robbie tipped me off to this video that uh, MSU put out of Hunter Hines hitting a home run today. Go watch that video and just close your eyes and listen to the sound of the ball coming off the bat. And you'll know. You'll know exactly what we're talking about there. So we may talk a little baseball this week. Uh, as well. Don't forget, I am not on Sports Talk Mississippi today, so if you don't want to tune in because you don't love the other two guys, well, first off, I would tell you you should love them. They are good people, and they are going to bring you a great show, even without me, but I'm just giving you the heads up. I like to give the warning. So, Where are you, Brian? I'm just taking a day off. A little mental okay. health day. Why not? So, a mental health day? Mental health day. That's what we're called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take care of yourself. All right, guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.